Welcome to the Knights of Nerditude podcast, podcast for all things nerd. I am your host tonight. I'm here on the Skype hotline with... He can speak. He just chooses not to. Sam. Oh, behave. Oh, wait. <laughs> what, Michael Myers movies? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Paul Rudd is my favorite character in this, Chris. All right. Well, uh, based on those intros... Uh, Yes, this is another uh, carnival of uh, horror podcast, you know. Carnival of horror. Carnival of, yeah, carnage. Or what, I, I always forget what we're Slash called. Slash con on classic. It's a, it, yeah, it's basically it our, our Halloween episode, you know. Literally. Uh, literally Halloween episode. Um, Sam's all festive, eating apple pie, wearing plaid. Yeah. Drinking an Oktoberfest that I just finished. And, and let's be honest, when is Sam not wearing plaid? That is true. Like, all my long sleeve shirts are plaid. So, yeah. <laughs> it's my thing. All right. Well, um, so, yeah. So, we all watched the original Halloween from 1978. And then we also all watched the 2018, the 40 years later movie. Um, so we're going to be reviewing both of those kind of also cons- called Halloween. Not, also the, not called the 20 Halloween. years later. What? Not the 20 years later. The 40 years, 40 later. years later. Yes. Long time later. Um, Hang on. H2O. That, that was the 20, 20 year one. Yeah. That yep. had Coolio in it, didn't it? Yep. No, and that Josh was Hartnett. Resurrection. Was that Resurrection? Oh, that was Resurrection. No, no. Yeah. And it was Busta, not Coolio. Oh, it was Busta Rhymes. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. LL I think cool I just was in H2O. I know, That's I just... right. LL Cool J was in H2O. That's okay. right. Anyways. But we're not talking about those movies. I think I just wanted Coolio to be in these. No, Sam. He's in Pterodactyl. You know, I... we're gonna we're gonna we bash H2O, but we're gonna, you know, maybe we'll do a little ranking, like what's your what what's the best Halloween movies? We'll see, and not a, we don't have to do them all, but let's just see where that one falls in particular. All right. Because I have all some the Halloween thoughts. movies in the series Halloween, or yeah, all... in the series Halloween. All right. I, I'll, yeah, well, I can... you don't have to if you haven't seen them all, obviously. But I can do it. I could not, for the life of me, split like two through six, except for the third one, which I haven't seen. In fact, I, don't I, have... I just haven't seen all of them. So <laughs> I didn't realize though those like four and five. It's like literally Donald Pleasance in like absolute nobodies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it follows Donald Pleasance and the uh, and Michael Myers's niece. And he's following like he's trying to kill her in those movies, which those are the return of Michael Myers and the revenge of Michael Myers is four and five. Right. The only one I'm not familiar with 100 percent is halloween six the curse of michael myers because they never play that on tv or at least they didn't it's for rare. a long time very rare 
So, but we'll get into our rankings later. Well, we will do right now. Let's jump right into the original Halloween 1978. Chris, do you have the numbers? For the 1978? Yep. So, the... The the budget for this movie was three hundred thousand dollars. It was nothing. The box office was sixty million dollars. Yes, that's just. I mean, so it quite literally slightly is good return on investment. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, but this I'll is just, like a horror know, standard. As the resident numbers guy here with Chris, I'll just share with the two of you. That's a pretty big good return on investment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I suspected as much, but I, I'm not in the weeds with these numbers over here. So, yeah, especially when this is such like a, you know, a, a first time out for director, a first time out for a few actors and actresses. Yeah, when your star power is Donald Pleasance, like, yeah, you don't you don't expect people to be like, hey, remember uh, Great Escape? And yeah, that's about it. <laughs> the Puma Man. Sorry, the Puma Man. <laughs> you mean Puma Man? Puma Man. Yeah. So when when like you're not you're not hoping for a lot here, but but that's but that said, like this was the uh, the first, if not the second, like slasher horror movie. It, like it, these were it's credited as the creator of the slasher. It's credited, genre. but technically there were others, and another big one was Texas Chainsaw. But that's like it's not really slasher. It's, it's more not like really a suspense thriller. Was, yeah, what year was Texas Chainsaw? Seventy six or seventy seven? I think it was seventy seven. Like a year before. Yeah, it was. It was right before. But, but this is like very much this set the mold for slashers. Yeah, this yes. is the grandfather. Of slashers, like, like it literally. So I was reading like the um, Carpenter and the other person who co-wrote the seventy-eight one, uh, which was Deborah Hill. Uh, they didn't mean to set the the like the stigma of if you're gonna have sex, you're gonna die, <laughs> because that happens a lot in this movie. The the whole reason behind it was like, oh, you're distracted, so that's why you you know you yeah. can. Get, you know, killed, but then everyone who watched this and decided to copy it was like, if you have sex, you will die. Well, it is effective, I gotta tell you, because you've got, like, the tension tension and the sexual tension at the same time. And, like, no, legitimately, though, putting the two on top of each other is, like, yeah. pretty potent. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, you're playing with fire, like, you're always kind of on a knife's edge playing with fire sort of feeling. Um... Yeah, so this is pretty much pretty much the first of its kind. Although, I mean, we said not really, but it's the first real one. Yeah, oh yeah, especially on this success, this much success. Yeah. All right, and I mean, frankly, the plot could not be any more simple, you know, minus the whole insane asylum thing. But, you know, guy who's evil goes away, comes back. Well, we know what the plot is. Anyway. It's, it's, it's like any any time you're like, it's like those rumors that go around in like high school about like that one house sort of thing. It's like, you know, I hear somebody like murdered their, your sister there and stuff. And it's kind of just goes off on that. Right. If, like, like there's, if that was real, there's always one house, you know, sort of. Yeah. 
very much the case here. Although they don't, well, no, I guess they do go to the Myers house for a little bit, but it's not exactly the scene of the crime. Well, in a matter. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, is the, it is right at the beginning. So yeah. going to the very, very beginning of the movie, man, I got to admit, like, despite having, you know, because I've you know been with you guys and been at haunted or, you know, our ha- Halloween haunted place, um, because you know we worked there and there was a Meyer set. Uh, very familiar with the theme song, like every single beat. Like you know, yeah, I know exactly when it's going to change down to a different key, sort of thing. It's in uh, a, I, I believe it's in a five four. Um, was it tempo or whatever? Which is like incredibly hard for somebody to uh, record in or like perform in. Right. But John Carpenter learned how to do it from his dad. Yeah, and it's just, I mean, the, the theme in the opening credits, like, the opening credits is so simple, but it's just like... Yeah, yeah I really love those opening credits. We're just zooming in on the uh, pumpkin. 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 It's just like, yeah, that's... It's creepy. It's like it's creepy. creepy. You're it's expecting effective. a jump scare in the, right in the beginning. <laughs> like, you gotta give all credit to John Carpenter for the music, and yeah. like, because he did that himself, and... He- it was also like the way they filmed the opening scene where the kid puts the mask on and you see it from the camera's point of view. He's behind yeah. the mask. You know, that's yeah. cool. that's cool. I don't think anybody's really done that it, at that it, time. It was a bit weird where, where the camera was moving around. And you're like, why is the kid six feet tall? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a little. Yeah, I, I guess. But small, simple things. Yeah, they yeah. Took that it's, away by it's a three hundred thousand dollar movie. I'm not expecting much from. It. Yeah, they took Look, it all away by putting the naked girl up there. It's... Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, guys. I became very pedantic watching this movie. <laughs> like, okay, so here's 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 one of my uh, holdups here. So um, the guy in the beginning like really gets the job done quick. Like, I I, I looked at the time code here. The light turns off at 3.26. Oh, yeah. And he's already walking down the stairs at 4.36. Yeah. So we're talking about a minute 10 to get in, get out. <laughs> yeah, that is one of the pro- uh, complaints I've heard about it. Listen, he's quick, all right? <laughs> he gets the job done, and he leaves, okay? Right. He's efficient. It's, I mean... It's better than, you know, watching that scene play out for, like, we'll say 15 minutes. Although you think that would traumatize the kid more, right? If, like, the kid was, like, by the door while it's happening. Just just stay there waiting for them to finish. Just uh... <laughs> check this watch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I remember what you... Sorry, I was trying to think exactly what you were talking about. But yeah, now I know. Yeah. 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 Also, just things like, you know, sister's getting attacked. Okay, he gets the first stab on you, but, like, you can't take a knife off of, like, a fucking eight-year-old. <laughs> like, I mean, come on. Come on. Yeah, and it, it's not like he's going fast or anything. No, you know? he's not. No, he, I mean, Michael Myers is not in the school of fast zombies. Like, let me tell you. Like, let, let, let's, let's, to put it nicely, like, I would never hit a kid. But if I was attacked by a kid with a knife, I'm punching that kid in the face. Yeah, I don't think you need to, like, say I'm, I'm never going to hit a kid as it applies to, like, a kid attacking with a knife. Like, I'm pretty right. sure, yeah. you know, don't, that, get, don't go overboard, but, like, you know. We all assume that fine print's there, you know? Yeah. 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 
They just wanted to make sure everybody was on the same page with that. Like, just like yeah. if the kid is left jab straight yeah. to the face, like, I mean, the like kid's the trying kid, to kill you and all, throw him out the window, sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just like the other one, though. You know, if the kid's possessed by a, the devil or some other demonic, you know, uh, presence, you know, rough him up a little bit. That's okay. The <laughs> funniest scene ever was when he punched the girl in that scene, that, that, yeah. that movie. Just, it was hilarious. Talk about The Exorcist, by the way. Yeah, okay. Yes. <laughs> just, well, it's we cleared that up here a little bit because there's no punching. Michael Myers does not punch. Um... He's a stabby stabby and a push. Or a grabby grabby. Or a grab oh yeah, that's right. He's got a good grab in this this movie. Strangle, strangle. <laughs> he throws he throws a punch at some point. I mean he punches the closet. Uh, that's more or less to get into it. It's I wouldn't really count that. That's a very awkward way to get into a closet. You know, now that we bring it up, like a lot of these uh slashers, they don't punch. <laughs> Like, you never see him punch. You think they just have honor? They don't want to see him punch? <laughs> They've been trained in the blade. That's all they know. Hey, Sam. A punch is just a bladeless stab. <laughs> no, it's a coward stab. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Yeah, um, so, John Carpenter... The, this is technically his third movie. Yeah, his first, like Assault on Precinct Thirteen too. Yeah, Assault but, on Pre- I always forget that that's like one of his first movies. Yeah, I got some decent, decent chatter too. Uh, like Dark Star is like the first one, but like, come on, who cares? Has anybody like, seen like, that? Assault no. on Precinct Precinct Thirteen. Like, let let's say that's his first one. I'm okay with that. Um, yeah, yeah, that but, was two years. That was two years before too. Yeah, let me just say my like you know quarantine of Carpenter here. Um, just a whole level of appreciation that I I was totally like unbeknownst to me before. Because I'll be honest with you, like, um, if you have this movie and it's not him, like the sequel uh, that we're gonna talk about, um, just not the same. Like the magic is not there. The uh, 2018? Yeah, or, or Halloween two. any of the other ones, to be fair. Well, Halloween 2 is essentially the same thing. It just kind of picked up where... Yeah, the first one leaves off. Yeah, and tonally, it was the same. It really wasn't. It, it was just in a hospital this time around. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so, speaking about John Carpenter's career, um, how weird was it that they were watching The Thing from Another World on TV, like he almost knew he was going to remake that four years later. Yeah, I think he did know. He probably it's probably like his favorite movie or something. Yeah, yeah. Because he's probably, it was, he's probably working on the script at that time. Yeah. So it was the thing from another world, and it was also Forbidden Planet, which is like my favorite movie of all time. One of my favorite movies. So it was kind of weird. Yeah, it seemed like it seemed like. Carpenter had these ideas yeah. already kind of laid out, and whether or not they tied in is well, it, it also whatever. Like, but I don't know if you guys remember when you guys were really young, Chris. You might remember more, but like around this time, 
like monster vision and stuff like that on like AMC and like, like watching horror movies, like monster movies or like horror movies that aren't like mainstream. It was like a bigger deal. Like they were like legit programs designed around it, like all day. Like it, it was, what are you, what are like, you? Well, nowadays it's not like that. So like when they're watching um, the movies in Halloween, the, the 78 one, when the two kids are watching the thing and forbidden planet, like yeah. there's a whole like program going on around it too. Cause they're like, like there's a narrator to it all like in between, like during the commercial breaks, I guess you would say. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I remember and those. if you remember like when we were really young, like late eighties, early nineties, yeah, the feature presentation. Yeah, exactly. But there was like, there was like stuff going on during the programming too, during the, the breaks. Like that was a thing back then. And I kind of wish they would bring that back. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Anymore. Nobody watches commercials. Nobody. Yeah, I know, but like even so. like sci-fi channel, like sci-fi channel only plays sci-fi channel original movies now, and or like, you know, stuff that they show all the time. It's it's what they have AMC. The it's to. the Walking Dead all uh, during October, and that's all they'll play. Oh, that's one hundred percent valid. Like no one plays those kind of like random like you you think like movies. you think like Netflix would do just a stream of just. All their like horror movies, yeah, and maybe just like throw in a host section. They do. They have a horror section. Netflix. No, but like put a host, have somebody host it. Just like stream it. Oh, where you could could jump in and it's just watching. That kind of negates the point of like having a streaming service just to watch the movie. You know. Yeah. I just that's that's what Shutter is too. Right. That's true. Which actually, um, if. I don't know how familiar you're blah, 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 how familiar you guys are with Shutter, but like when you first log into it, there's three live channels that you can log into. One of them's like Slasher, one's um I think uh original stuff, and then the other one is um oh god, what is it? It's um thrillers. And they'll just like you can literally hop in in the middle of a movie and it's kinda cool. Like, I kind of like that. That is one of the bigger upsides of horror movies, though, to be honest. It's like, you can just drop in whenever. Yeah. It takes you, you know, two minutes to understand what's going on. Right. But, like, I also like being able to drop into a movie because I could be like, hey, it's on. I'll watch a little bit of it and be like, oh, this seems interesting. Maybe I'll go back and rewatch, like, the beginning and understand Whereas, like, when I'm scrolling through Netflix or, or Hulu or whatever, and I, all you see is the title, like, the, the, the cover art, and you're like, eh, that looks stupid. And then you just keep going. And then you remember, oh, they all kind of look stupid, so then yeah. you're nowhere. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. And then you spend, like, a half hour going through Netflix looking for something, and then you just end up going on YouTube. So... You know, it wasn't as if there were no horror movies or anything like that before this, but I think everything after is like a direct result pretty much of Halloween. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, the Scream movies, uh, Sleepaway Camp. Like, there's so many. (laughs) My Bloody Valentine. My Bloody Valentine. My Bloody Valentine 3D. Um, House of Wax with Paris Hilton. Anyways. (laughs) 
Let's not forget that one. Um, no, but Hobby like, Halloween. It really did start the genre. It did. It, it really did. Halloween. QB, whatever. Yeah, Sam. Uh, anyways, um, no, but like this, it was very like surprising. Kind of like it's a good slasher film. Like this movie is great. Yeah, <laughs> this movie like, was fantastic. There's there's some really bad slasher films out there, like really bad ones. Yeah, I would like, say I would say there's almost entirely bad slasher. Yeah, yeah, and like. I know it's not the movie's fault, but I was so bored watching this movie. Oh. And it's just because like this this kind of genre just doesn't speak to me, man. Yeah. It's not, it's not my cup of tea. It like watching it, I was like, you know, this is probably good, but it's just this isn't for me. Sam, did you watch both? Yeah, I did watch both. Did you like because this is what happened to me. I was enough into it by you know, it was only starting to fade maybe like two thirds of the way through ho- the original Halloween. And by then it's like, okay, well, it's almost done. But when I, like the entire time watching the other one, I was like, oh God, this again? Mm-hmm. Like we know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. It's like, <sighs> like uh, I don't want to sound like super pretentious, but I am. But it's just like, there's never any interesting characters in these movies. No, and it starts from the top down. I mean, there's this sort of, when we get to the to the remake, or to this, you know, second sequel, whatever you want to call it, 28, I'm just going to say 2018. When we get to 2018, you know, there's all this talk of like, oh, Michael Myers is unspeakable evil, all this stuff. And I'm like, I, he's just like a crazy guy, dude. Like, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, like, you're hyping the guy up so much, and like, okay, if this was, you know, I mean, he's done this six times already. You know, if it was that guy, okay, maybe. But it's like, what exactly ever made Michael Myers evil? And I mean this in like, like literally, what made him evil? Like, I still, yeah. Have no idea. Well, I think more uh, or less that it's not what made him evil; it's just he was evil, but he didn't come out until that night that he killed his sister. So that was just his identity? Yeah. Yeah. It's So this is the problem. It, it, we're going to have to get into the 2018 at this point. Like we're we're going to have to. It's, it's impossible to avoid this. I mean, so, in many ways, the 2018, to me, stands in place of everything after. Aside, like, aside from Sean, have you guys seen any of the other ones? Yes, I think I've seen most of two, and I've definitely seen like four and five. Okay, I've seen some of two, and I think that's it. So, 2018 has probably the biggest retcon I've ever seen. Oh, easily. But it's 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 in such a way where it's super simplistic, and I will give them credit for that because you could really yeah. screw up a retcon. But you know, you you have to have had to watch if that made sense, all of the other movies to understand how the 2018 one fits. You've had to have seen all of them because it's just, it's just going to throw confusion out there. Well, but it's, it's, it's just to back up though. Like you just said, it retconned everything and, you know, retroactive continuity aside, like how, like, why does that? Yeah, why, why do we have to watch the other movies? You don't, you don't, that's the thing. If you've seen them, it just kind of ruins it for you. But the thing is, there should be like four and five, 
and a little bit of the other ones actually explain why he's evil. But you just, if you watched one and two in 2018, he's just an evil person who won't die. And that's it. No explanation needed. There, you don't need it. It's just he kills everything. So, like, if you're looking for an explanation as to why he's evil and why he's not, there shouldn't be any. But unfortunately, you get some with four or five, and, and even worse, you get some in the stupid Rob Zombie ones. So, so we'll we'll eventually get into those. Wait, no, I think I saw the Rob Zombie one in like one of the drive-throughs. Oh, well. but like I don't remember any. The only thing Sorry I remember, the only thing I remember is that scene with him standing in like the yard, like the yard at the insane asylum. Because and I just remember that because the scene in the 2018 movie, like felt like that exactly. Um, or at least it looked like it. Yeah, I mean. I'm not going to lie, the 2018 one did pull from every other movie some little bits and little pieces. Yeah. Like the way somebody was killed, you know, the scene of somebody in the bathroom, like getting killed in like the, the not porta potty, the it's gas station so bathroom. You know, the, the weird creepy dude in the pickup truck with, with his son. Like it did pull from everything. So um, it's, 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 I don't know. It's like it's a retcon to try and make up for all the shit that came after Halloween too, but it's also like an homage in a way to them. Like we're not going to ignore them completely. We're just going to say, all right, well these happened. Let's just pull a couple cool things from them and put it in this movie. Look, Michael Myers does not need any explanation as to why he kills. Quite frankly, it's awesome that they don't go into it, and it's even better that they don't. Uh, unfortunately, every other slasher and every other movie, they actually go into backdrop and background and all this other crap. It kind of makes Michael Myers great that he doesn't have any of this stuff. Yeah. And yes. that's what makes him truly not terrifying, but just like you understand his motivation as being there is none. He's just evil. Okay. Counterpoint, though, it works for one movie, but when you get to subsequent movies and you like Michael Myers is built up as this like entity on its own. Like, then I need an explanation. Yeah, and you get a little bit of that. Yeah, like, I, like, half agree with you, Chris. Because, like, the first movie basically just sets him up where it's like, we're just not going to explain him. And, like, that's how that character works. Yeah. Like, the only problem I have with that is it ends up making him kind of a boring character. So I was like, do we really have to focus on him that much? But, but yeah, but like if you're going to make more movies and you're going to focus on him, eventually you're just going to have to explain something. And it's like, but the way the character was originally written, it's like, but he's not supposed to be explained. No, I think he's, I think he's just supposed to be, uh, uh, I don't want to say metaphor because that might be the wrong word, but like a stand in for the boogeyman. For yeah. the thing that every person fears when they're alone at night or if they're babysitting alone at night, you know, the thing in the dark is yeah. what they're afraid of. And he's supposed to be the stand-in for that. The manifestation yeah. of. Yeah. Oh. And that's where the story kind of takes hold is this 18-year-old babysitter on Halloween night gets tormented yeah. by this yeah. mass murderer. You know, that's like that's the thing. You, okay. You're... It's not as heavy-handed, whereas Friday the 13th is. 
you have sex and do drugs, you're going to get killed. Mm -hmm. It's more or less, there's nothing in the way that could stop this. Yeah. And there's no way you could prevent it. And like, I guess like my biggest complaint is not like them doing that to Myers. Cause like, that's just how that character works. It's just, there's nothing else. Right. There's not a lot of Jamie. Jamie Lee Curtis is your, you know, typical, you know, teenager. Her friends are all typical teenagers. Like Donald Pleasance is really phoning it in this movie. (laughs) And like, honestly, like I was kind of hoping, because I remember seeing like, they were thinking about trying to get like Peter Cushing or Christopher Lee for yeah. this. Where like Peter Cushing, Christopher Lee, even like on their worst movies, they'd always ham it up. And like I was kind of hoping that from Donald Pleasance in this, and he doesn't really do that. So he's not that like fun. I did hear that uh was it Christopher Lee actually regrets um turning down the role of Loomis. Yeah, and Donald Pleasant regrets doing it. <laughs> oh know? no, he doesn't. No. Well, not in the end. No. Not in the end. Well, he did Halloween, Halloween 2. Yeah, I know. That's what I mean, not in the end. When Halloween he first, 5 and Halloween 6. When he yeah, first did it, he wasn't that excited. I don't know. He did. He like he made Puma Man before this. So. Yeah, <laughs> no, I know, yeah, but he, he wasn't that excited. But then he, after it became such a success, he was really on board with it. And then he really took it over. Also, to be fair, you guys are talking about him phoning it in. And I don't think any of you have seen Escape from New York, or it's even worse. <laughs> like he he has this accent that is just so bizarre but you know you're right though sam it's just it's very and to be fair like it's in some ways the first of its kind it's like the you know gateway drug to slasher movies it can be a little vanilla and i think yeah. this movie is definitely a little extra vanilla but it's still I, I think it still works though. Like it's still, I guess, fresh enough and all that. I, another another little minor complaint though I have is um, the girl, especially the teenagers. The teenagers don't remotely look like teenagers, and yeah. and that's you know not an uncommon movie TV thing where you have twenty five year olds playing seventeen year olds. That's actually pretty common, mm-hmm. but. These chicks are like were in their thir- like like late twenties, thirties, and like you could tell. Uh, here, the weird thing too is like you watch the original movie. It's like Jamie Lee Curtis looks like she's late twenties, pushing thirties, but she's not. She's a teenager. She yeah, was the only like, teenager. Which is yeah, just just bizarre in its own way. Oddly, the, the twenty eighteen version, I thought actually the kids looked like kids. Oh yeah. There is kind of a, a trade-off there, though, of like, well, if you're going to do the TNA thing, it's a little bit weirder if they look, you know, so young, which young. is why the one doesn't really have it. Oh, uh, so you don't need it in the new one? No. The Honestly, you kind of just didn't need it in the uh no, oh, yeah, either. It was everywhere, Sam. It was everywhere. Every yeah. kill, there were boobs. Need is, need is a very uh, odd way of putting it, but okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's the twenty the twenty eighteen one was a uh, uh, it was just like it was only meant for fans. It was it was only meant for fans. There's no way they were gonna mainstream uh, this thing. Yeah, but it's not as if they they didn't make it though, so somebody new to the whole thing like could understand it. Like mm-hmm. it's not as if they're only talking to people who have seen it before. Like there's you know they leave breadcrumbs and you know 
I mean, cutaways to prior movies. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just wondering if, you know, Rob Zombie didn't have a hand in the fact that everybody hated the other two. That the, everybody else is just saying, you know what, we should probably go back and fix everything. <laughs> well, I know uh, in Halloween 2, the Rob Zombie Halloween 2, um, he didn't want to make that movie. And he was kind of forced to do it. So he made as shitty of a movie that would anger the fans as much as possible. Well, he made a Rob Zombie movie. <laughs> yeah, but like, <laughs> like God, how could you tell? It and like... It's just a bad movie, and like it, it angered the fans more than anything else. And like that was kind of Rob Zombie's point. I'm not, I'm not like defending Rob Zombie. I'm just telling you what how it is. Like that yeah. was what he went out and did. That and sounds it, like an excuse to me. You know what? You know what I realized? What? Like just reminiscing about all this stuff earlier this week. Rob Zombie fans are almost as big of a cult as like those Christopher Nolan diehard fans where if you say anything bad about their movies, they just get all defensive and stuff. Um, I, I wouldn't go that far, but I see where you're, you're seeing a comparison. If, if, I, if I criticize a Rob Zombie movie in front of a Rob Zombie fan, they get oh, they're gonna so get... triggered. Yeah. It, it's just, you talk about Lords of Salem was a good movie, you know, stuff I've, like that. I've, never had a run-in or at least known that i've had a run-in with a rob zombie fan so maybe i have and i they're, just they're far a few in between yeah there's not many of them which is surprising because rob zombie's from massachusetts so you'd expect more from where we live that said the one i know is a resident of massachusetts so right I, I just try not to bring up rob zombie around people that i feel might be a rob zombie fan yeah, yeah, that's true. Like, just, I, I don't, I don't really watch his movies. I just like look at him and I'm like, okay, so that's just gore porn, all right. Well, he just knows, he knows like that. a ton of stuff about horror, but it's just his movies are so particular that yeah, it they're you have to have the kind of that weird mindset to really enjoy it. Like those I, I, types of, I'm gonna I, anger some people here, but uh, Rob Zombie movies aren't good. <laughs> Why are we talking about Rob Zombie, man? Because he made two Halloween movies. I know, but we're not. But those weren't on either. I know. So. I don't know how Rob Zombie came up, but let's get back to the two at hand. Um, Maybe you're thinking of Zack Snyder, Chris. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, I know who Zack Snyder is. Nice. How about to to uh, kind of go against Sam and John here? And I feel like Chris, you're on the same page. I really enjoyed the 2018 Halloween as a fan of the original. And like, I liked the fact that the fact that they retconned everything, um, like all the stupid stuff that happened from two through resurrection. Um, uh, don't get me wrong. I appreciated that. Cause I may not have seen those movies, but I know they get dumb. And yeah. like oh, well, really yeah. dumb. Yeah, but... Like anytime you get into like six or seven movies, you get yeah. into such a thick lore that doesn't make any sense. That like, yeah, every now and then you just need to call all that and just yeah, you know, you start know, all over. You know what the worst part about having those like seven, eight, nine movies is that if they do do a reference, you have to think hard and spend time thinking about where what movie that came from and where yeah. did it fall into everything 
Whereas in the first, what, 20 minutes of this movie, they essentially just delete all of two through whatever and just say, you just need to watch the first one, Sonny Jim. And then you just turn your, not turn your brain off, but you're just like in the movie. You don't have to think about anything else. Yeah. Pretty bold um, though for them to knock out the uh, to knock out the second one though. I mean, I don't think they didn't. They didn't like. They didn't have. They didn't though. No, but you they could. did. Te- uh, like I'm looking at the flow chart. It skips right. It, it neglects everything after two. Because they they refer to Lori's experiences in that house that one night. Right. Not in the yeah. Hospital. They don't refer to the hospital, but essentially it is like you can include that. It's not because really- at the end of. At the end of the 78 one, Myers' body is gone. Yeah. And in the, at the end of two, he is taken into custody. So it's like, kind of like, they kept some things about two there. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Because he's on but, the loose at the end of one. Right. So it's kind of so like they included a couple things in two. I picture one and two as the same the same yeah, movie. It, it's one of those few rare movies where the first two movies kind of flow together very nicely in a way. It's um, the same night, right? Yeah. yeah. So oh, it's yeah, like, it's that night. Yeah, it, it's kind of nice where it's a continuation off of that story, whereas you see other ones where it's like the difference between, you know, Friday the 13th, one and two. It just It's kind of the same movie, but like things are different. It, you know, it's it's not a continuation of that story. It is a continuation of the murderer's story, but it's all new characters and stuff. Even, like, uh, Freddy does that in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, it's a new movie. And I kind of like the the continuation of a story. It's like, like a true sequel. Um, and Halloween does it, and I know um, Hellraiser does it as well, which is kind of nice. <laughs> if you like those movies. If you like those movies. Well, Terminator just did it, for example. Terminator retconned. Yeah. Oh, they did a lot. Well, yeah. Terminator the has the fate. excuse of, like, you know, time travel, so they can always retcon. Right. They they tried it. I don't want to get into Terminator too much, but, they, like, I had a hard time trying to figure out the retcon in Terminator Dark Fate. Really? I had a hard time trying to figure that out. It's in the beginning. No, no, no. Like, throughout the whole thing. <laughs> Because it's just like, it's like Sam said, it's the time travel one. Yeah. You know, you're trying to figure Um, it all out. So, I liked the 2018. I liked that Nick Castle came back to play The Shadow, which they don't refer to him in the credits as Michael Myers. Just like in the original, he's referred to as The Shadow, which was really cool. Something for the fan. The Shade or The Shape? Uh, Oh, yeah, The Shape. Sorry, not The Shadow. Um, My mistake. Uh, anyways, um, but I mean, things that I didn't like about this, first of all, why'd the doctor have to go crazy? Yeah. Like that, I felt seemed forced and kind of stupid. Like it was almost setting him up to like take over for Donald Pleasance in this movie for the next, because I mean, there's going to be three of them now. Yeah, they even so, mentioned but, like he trained under Loomis. Yeah, so like it almost like he stepped into that role, and I was almost I was kind I was fine with it. Like I was like, all right, you know, it's we can't get Donald Pleasance. We got that weird um, like voice of Donald Pleasance that wasn't quite Donald Pleasance. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think like, it was. What, was it? I don't think I it think, was. I think it, it was, it was off. There's Whatever. something off about it. Whatever it was, it was off. Yeah. Um, so like, 
Yeah, a sound-alike actor would provide the voice. So yeah, it wasn't Donald Pleasance. Oh. Um, but so like I was okay with him stepping into that role, and then all of a sudden he was like, "No, I want to see Myers in the wild." So I I helped him escape, and that's why I'm doing this. And now I'm evil, and oh, now yeah, I'm dead. now I know what it feels like. Or thank you for what it feels. Yeah, like, like what he puts the mask on. It like it's it it. Such a weird five minutes of the movie that was so unnecessary. Right. It was a weird kind of transition piece right there. It was a filler. It was a filler. It could have yeah. been cut. It could have but been it cut. But was, it wasn't needed. Like, none of that information was needed. Just, you could be like, the bus crashed. Could yeah, I, like, did you really need out? to explain that? Like, right. it's just, it's Michael Myers. Like, he's gonna get out. Like, right. It's it's inevitable. I'll, t- I'll tell you what, I think Sam kind of hit into that this earlier. Like, wouldn't it be cool, though? I mean, it wouldn't be a Halloween movie. So, like, can you really do it? But wouldn't it be cool to have, like, the movie be in some ways about the doctor who's, like, looking into Michael Myers, trying to find a fucking answer to this question and just doesn't find it. And it's just, it's about, like, you know, just the futility of, like, trying to, like, find answers in life or something. Well, I mean, they kind of gloss over that in the original where he's, like... Loomis was like, what, it was 20 years that Myers was locked up. So it was like for the first 10 years, or I think it was 25 years. So it was like for the first 10 years, I tried figuring out Michael Myers and tried doing that. And then when I realized who he was, I spent the next 15 making sure he never was allowed to get out. Yeah. Something like that. So like, it's kind of glossed over that story, John, but like. I, yeah, and if this guy studied on a Loomis, he should know. <laughs> right, right. So that's like, what he tried to do. And I, yeah, that was just honestly that was like the dumbest part of this entire movie, and I hated that part. It was just a pointless scene. You got nothing out of it. The other thing that I was like kind of upset about was that the two investigative journalists, if you want to call them, <laughs> that's what they call it, like. They died so early in the movie, and I thought they were going to have like a bigger role in this. Right. They're such throwaway characters, like, right? But like yeah. they set them up like they weren't going to be. Yeah, like we're going to follow them, and then they're just they're gone. Right. It just I, I, it. Like I understand what they were doing. They're you know, like very clearly, you know, supposed to be like setting up the movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, they were supposed to be like the immersion in the whole thing, but um, not immersion. Whatsoever. Introduction. It, yeah, but you know, you're they're just totally disposable. And then they die, and they're like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, yeah, but I did like. I don't care that they're dead, though. Like, I, I don't care that they just stopped. Right, but like, it felt like they were, they were going to be more to the story, though. Why did yeah, I have to why, spend so much time with them? Is yeah, right. why did you That's like? Really why, why would you care? Because they spent so much time with those two characters. Well, I think they were just a waste of time now. Well, yeah, it's not. It's not a waste of time. They showed you where Michael Myers was. They showed you where Laurie Strode was and how she was handling things. And then they showed you just right. But there's geez. other ways to do that rather than having the the podcasters like going to all these places. Well, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think. It's just superfluous. Just sorry. I, I guess, but it's. Like the only other way you can do it is there's a bus crash, he escapes, and then people find out that it's Michael Myers on a bus. 
Or, I, mean, I get like, it, but they did that in every. It, it could be a faceless news article on, on like on TV, and you just like start with that, where like famed serial killers being shipped out, whatever, and then it cuts to Lori at her house, basically with all the guns and stuff, and shows how she's coping with it, and it'll take ten minutes to do all of this. There's your intro, or, and, but that doesn't. Or that you doesn't... just follow the doctor. Yeah, like where like you set him up where that twist that he's you know actually evil makes sense. Yeah, I think the bigger thing, the bigger takeaway is the interview with Lori. Yeah, and and like they took her daughter away, and then they just kind of pull at that string a little bit, and then you find out more and more and more. Like, all right, she was raised to kill her yeah. mother's torturer, you know, things like that, and it just kind of. I don't want to say keeps it in the family. It's kind of a cheesy way to do it. But again, it's John Carpenter. So, well, he didn't do this one. No, he was, did uh, not. This was, uh, Danny McBride wrote it. He was, um, yeah, he co-wrote it with a couple other people, but David Gordon Green and Jeff Fradley. Yeah, I'm not like I'm not. I I'm really not getting hung up on that because I really thought it was a way to do an introduction, and it really didn't bother me at all. Of all the other introductions into every single one of these other movies, this was not bad. This was not bad. I was just, I was just disappointed. Like I was disappointed that these characters were killed off, and we did. Like we spent so much time with them. You're just disappointed just because be more podcasters off. got killed before the, you know, the end credits. And since we're podcasters, listen, just listen, get upset by that. I feel like it's a shot at us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like I feel like we could defend ourselves better. All I'm saying. All right. Yeah. Who goes to the bathroom at a gas station? Who sits down is the better question. Right, yeah. That's the other thing. Why would you ever sit down? Why would you just go into the bathroom of a gas station? Like, those are sketchy to begin with. The bigger question is, it's a gas station. I don't ever recall being in one where there's three stalls. Yeah, it's always it's like, usually just the one. It's one for you to shoot up heroin. <laughs> <laughs> Can or, you, you think know, of a better place? The walls. Once again, can you think of a better place? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. park bench <laughs> so one one thing that stood out to me watching these two movies um just shoot them well they do but do you they shot a lot uh, does well that's does, in the two movies we just watched does he actually though yeah i, I mean pleasant shot, shot him. pleasant shoots him at the end and then he gets shot multiple times he gets in his fingers blown off one. i mean he gets his hand half blown off by a shotgun I still don't think anyone gives it a good faith effort. <laughs> like just, you know, empty clips, switch to a second gun. <laughs> like it's just, it's just, you should be able to shoot him. You know, Listen, I do, I do appreciate that they showed him not being human, but being, I guess, human, but not in the sense that. Like you could hurt him. Yeah. So in, in the later movies, it's, you can't hurt him. Oh in, yeah. In the early one. In the early one, like Lori is running away, he stabs him in the eye with a like a coat hanger, and he's kind of in pain, you know. Yeah, yeah. But then he get, gets right back to it. But it shows his he's still human, you know. And and I think that's what they kind of threw away towards the later movies. Granted, this is just the general progression of every horror movie in any franchise. 
It's just right. You have to up the ante in some way too, you know. Yeah, they kind of brought it back. All right, this dude can get three fingers blown off by a shotgun, you know, and be in somewhat mild discomfort, which they showed in this movie. And he got, I think he got shot in the neck or something. Like he can go down, you know. I think it's it. They made it a point to prove that he's driven to kill for some reason, and he's not physically unstoppable. It's just he's mentally unstoppable. Like he's got a will on him. Yeah, and I think that's what the doctor's trying to prove in the weirdest sense of the way. Right. Like, from what I've read, it's like, the reason why he's trying to kill Lori is not just the the fact that she's the one who got away, but in the first movie, she kind of reminds him of of his sister, and so he's trying to basically kill his sister all over again. But and that's like the driving force. But like the doctor in this one is like his urge to kill is what keeps him alive. And like it keeps her alive as well. And like getting into all this stupid stuff. I'm like, I don't need this. This is dumb. Yeah, it it might have been just a small little like. Offhand. No, but it's just another thing, Chris. Like, why even have that in the movie? Right. Yeah, no, you're right. Like, can't he just, like, stand on top of, like, some hills outside of San Francisco and just be like, let them fight? Yeah, that's basically (laughs) what I felt like he was doing, was being the guy from Godzilla, like, no, no, we can't stop, Michael. We need to let them fight. Kim Wontadabe. Yeah. Like, he was essentially that character, but horribly written and somehow bad. Right, like, didn't you think, like, when he comes back with the mask on, you're like, oh, is the mask haunted? Yeah, like, almost yeah, like, no, they give you he's that all of a sudden Michael Myers now. Like, Yeah, he, you he even get that vibe, him. you get that vibe from, like, the very first scene when yeah. they're standing in the courtyard, they take out the mask, and everybody else is freaking out. Like, mm-hmm. why would they be? I mean, like, come on, like, you know, I understand... No, I'm going to hold it up to a higher standard of, like, why? Like, just why? And and it could be a dumb reason, but there's no reason, you know? Yeah. They give no reason whatsoever. Yeah. Other than spooky. Yeah, exactly. Isn't it scary? Like, okay. Yeah. That was kind of a stupid thing. Yeah. But, but I it was, it was like, like, like... looked cool, though, at least, with the checkerboard and... Yeah. yeah. It's very yeah, Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, I yeah. like his mask this time around too. Yeah, it's like old and grimy. Yeah, it's like it was burned. What's a, like, how do you just fucking get evidence from like <laughs> yeah. a right general or it's whatever? Like, it's like maybe this character should have been explored a little bit more. Like maybe he's got ties to the sheriff's department or something. Like right. Like wh- who is this guy and how could he get just get the map? Oh no, he's dead. Never mind. Yeah, like like we do a podcast. Can we get like the Zodiac Killer's like uh, letters, letters he sent yeah. to people? Like, can we get that? Like, don't jinx it. Don't do that, Sam. Because now I'm afraid we're gonna get a freaking letter. <laughs> I'm gonna say it's fine. Know. Ted Cruz is busy these days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's trying to figure out the, uh, you know, the Daily uh, Garfield article. <laughs> That's what we should have watched. We should have watched Zodiac. Yeah. It's really not the best movie. No, it's not. It, no, it is the best movie. It is the Sorry. best movie. I'm not a fan so of it. So good. <laughs> this exact went straight party lines on that, though. <laughs> I know. Um, um. 
<laughs> anyway, uh, was yeah, it's just I don't know. There's there's parts of me sometimes that get mad at this movie for being a slasher, but like I feel like that can be a little unfair. You know, yeah. it's like it's like all these situations are like so hyper specific of like, well, if you changed one thing, it just wouldn't happen. Like the like you know, you would just stop Michael Myers. But you just you let him in, and he does his thing. Yeah. Can I can I start with some other nitpicks from the first one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. What's up with the laundry room being like on the other side of the yard? Yeah, that was odd. Like being oh. in its own house. How is that even functional? Like I, how? I, I think it's that the was seventies, man. A, no, I think it was a filming. It might have been a filming thing because it's supposed to be Haddonfield, Illinois, but it's filmed in California, which is always sunny. So. They probably have the ability and nice temperatures to put the laundry room in the garage. Put it out there, and then like yeah, I think it's just hang the... your. Uh, Do they have like basements out there too? Like no, Sam, Sam, Sam. Most people in California do not have basements. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Zodiac. Very important plot point of that. Movie. All right, yeah, yeah, that's right. Jesus, forgot Sorry. about that plot point. Anyway, <laughs> Sorry. Um. Yeah, so that was weird. Uh, Did you not like how every license plate had California on it and not Illinois? No, I'm not that much fun. Did you like how there were palm trees in the streets instead of pine trees? So, so he just cuts the phone wires? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I mean, and it's not like it's impossible or whatever, but it's just like, it just doesn't seem like his M.O. No, you're right. <laughs> But in the 1978 one, he is building an MO. Fair fair enough. You're right. This is who am I to tell him what his brand is? Yeah, in 1978, you don't know. Because if you remember in Halloween H2O, he did cut the telephone lines to the school. Which I don't know if you saw that one, but. No, I I haven't. But I'll I'll take your word for it. Hello, Cool J was on the phone with this girlfriend reading him his sex novel. And then. We've got the phone lines. Like, so doesn't it feel like Coolio should be in one of these movies? I'm just saying. No, no, he's in. She should be in a Sharknado movie. Which, if he might actually have been in a Sharknado movie, I don't think he was. Oh wait, no, I think he was actually. I think it was like the fourth or the fifth one. Another thing I found interesting: there's a moment where, like, some of the sound effects are usually pretty good. But there's this one, like, halfway through where he's, like, standing up from behind a car that just, like, sounds out of place. It's like, it's like a power drill or something. Like, like <laughs> Well, like, there was the sound effect where he, at the very beginning, when he, like, jumps up on top of the car. Like the million dollar man? Yeah, I was just like, wait, what? What was that? Like, is it million dollar man? Like, Wait, no, that's that's Friday the 13th. Yeah, you're, you're thinking that. Um, oh yeah, that, yeah. yeah but see, that. I do think there's some like there's some really cool stuff within it in the first one though. Like you know, the chick that gets murdered in the car, like she gets in the car, sees it's fogged, and then it like comes. Like that's you don't get that kind of detail like in the sequel, like that kind of setup or like cool kind of moment. You know, like it's just I don't know. It's like the. Uh, I don't want to say craftsmanship, but you know what I mean? Like, trying to, like, make it a little bit better. The thought just... of how a scene would play out better. Yeah. That's, that's all on the director. Also thought, 
when Jamie Lee Curtis is like screaming, like like running across the street, <laughs> and he just goes to that house, and the people just shut the lights off. Like, I mean, I feel a little relatable, you know. Like, I can't say I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> I mean, I know Sam. Like, okay, I know Sam wouldn't do it. Sean probably wouldn't. No, no. I mean, Sam would probably shut the lights off. Sean's like 50-50. Chris would answer the door. Uh, yeah, I well, probably think have about it going out. Yeah. Another one I had to... Um, so when, when the two teenagers, when they're over at someone else's house that someone else is babysitting at, and then have like sex in the parents' bed, but then smoke after... I don't know why, but the smoking really didn't sit well with me. <laughs> like that. that right. What almost... if it was a family that didn't smoke? Right. Exactly. What why if the kid? What if the bed? kid walks in at that moment, secondhand smoke? Boom! You just right. killed the what kid. If, what kind of message does that send to the kid that you're smoking? Right. Yeah. My uh, my bigger my another thing stemming from all this because it made me think about it. If I'm the parents, I'm trying to get a discount because you're watching both kids. You know. I'm not paying my babysitter full price to watch. Who's not even watching my kid? Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Do we have any final thoughts on these two movies? Can I give you a semi-ranking of my home? Well, that's where I was going to head to after. Well, I got, I got one thing about the 1978, and it's, it's more about the 1970s, but, like, holy crap, there were station wagons everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Just everywhere, station wagons. As far as the eye can see. <laughs> station wagons. Well, one last thing I really liked on the 78, that ending montage of like just, you know, where's the boogeyman hiding shots? Yeah. That was so good. Oh, because we brought it up earlier. The intro to the, 19, uh, the, to the 2018 one, where it's the rotten pumpkin come becoming a full pumpkin where it's almost like the original intro that was pretty cool it was but it's also one of those problems where it's like it's been done yeah but it's rotten this time sam it's <laughs> rotten and it's in reverse it's not like it's rotting it's like it's like the it, it's you know, symbolic sam it's yeah, saying it's sim- that the franchise symbolic. is rotten at this point and they're trying to freshen it back up Oh, no, just starting with a rotten uh, pumpkin is like, it's symbolic of my feelings about this movie, where it's like, it's the same thing, just a little bit more rotten. I did find it funny, too, how, like, by the time we get to 2018, and it's 40 years after the original, the kids are starting to look like the how the kids looked and dressed in the first one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. All right, Chris, you want to fire those off, your ranking? Yeah, I, yep. I need my rankings as well. Um, I, I, so based on the, was, how many is it? One, two, three, four, this is six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven Halloween movies that have been made. Um, I have technically seen ten of them. The only one I have not seen is the sequel to Rob Zombie's Halloween, mainly because I refused to, because it sucked. Um, and then there's so, that weird like spinoff Halloween Town. Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't count. 
Anyways. Um, so, Chris, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, yeah, this is kind of my like thing, like, my wheelhouse. So I'll do, I'll do, I'll do second. All right. That's fine. All right. So like I said, uh, Rob Zombie's sequel never seen. So I just put that at the bottom. Um, then I went with the season of the witch, which is the third one. Then, so I'm go obviously going worst to best. Um, then the next one is Rob Zombie's Halloween. Then it was Halloween uh, Curse of Michael Myers. Then it was Halloween Resurrection. Halloween H2O. Halloween 2. Halloween 5 Revenge of Michael Myers. Halloween 4 um, Return of Michael Myers. Halloween 2018. And then Halloween 1978. How many do you have there? 11? Uh, I just named off all 11, yes. Okay, you did. Okay. All right, so I'm going to... Okay. I know. Sorry, I, I just to had to count change. like five times, make sure I had all of them. Yeah, I know. You're right. You're a couple notes. Uh, you have H2O pretty low. I do. Um, uh, that's just my only criticism. I, like, you'll hear in my list. But um, I've seen I've seen all of these, um, including the zombie ones. The uh, the first one, yes. The second one, I've like I've had on, and I've been in the room staring at the TV. Just I had, I was like folding laundry or doing something. So you're like paying attention, but you're not distracted by tablets or something like that. So yeah, I've seen enough. So at the bottom of my list, zombie one, zombie two, they're at the bottom. Yeah, in, in no particular order, and then Halloween three, up right above that. So, yeah. <laughs> I can't, I can't stress enough how much Rob Zombie really screwed the pooch on it. Okay, so this is where we're going. We're going Resurrection with okay. Kool, uh, not, uh, Busta Rhymes. And um, who's the model? Tyra Banks. Was she in that too? Yep. And she then, dies. Uh, yeah. And then uh, she doesn't die. She lives. Does No, she dies. Does she live? She's in the rafters. Like, she comes falling down from the rafters. No, I thought she lived at the end of that. No, I'm pretty sure she dies. Oh, all right. Anyway, forgettable movie. That's why it's down low. Yep. Then I have five, Revenge. And then I have Curse. And then I have four, Return, H2O. And then Halloween 2. And then 2018. And then Halloween. All right. So, I guess in conclusion, this is probably my favorite horror movie character ever. Mm-hmm. And I think this franchise as a whole, minus a few particular ones, like I, I this, and I feel and I feel bad because John Carpenter is just I don't know if he's just trying to make a buck or if he just wants to say like oh I created the character you know it's good that people keep still want to make movies but it's a bad I feel bad for him because this this character has become so like tainted and tarnished and just run through the gutter over the years that. It really doesn't do him justice as to how awesome this guy really is. Right. Because with Friday the 13th, with Jason character, it's the same. All of it was the same from the second one on. Nothing really changed. There was no added value. And same thing with Freddy. There was no added value to it. It was just there. Same Hellraiser, Pinhead, Texas Chainsaw. Like, none, of them, none of them diminished. Listen, they all, all I'm saying is Michael Myers never went to space. So. But the thing is, 
Michael Myers has did Sam the Leprechaun. Yeah, Michael Myers has actually diminished over the years because of all the movies and all this junk that has been out there. He hasn't really stayed the same, in my opinion. And I feel like it, it really hurts that this has happened to him. But I, I'm not sure if I buy that. To be honest, I I think I think you're like. I could be biased. I could be biased. I, I think too. you're like two in the weeds at that point because I don't think anybody after like the first or second movie anything else really plays into it. You know. I, I don't think you know, all these franchises only ever have like one or two good movies. Mm-hmm. If that. Like, I mean they they've made a billion Freddy and Jason movies and Yeah. Well, you know what usually helps um movies like this that last forever? A good like not twist like ending twist but the movie is like unique so like nightmare on elm street like after the first one like freddy started getting funny and it just wasn't really the same kind of movie and then wes craven did new nightmare which was bringing freddy into the real world with the actual actors from the movie like you know all the like wes craven's in the movie playing himself and it it de- if you have to watch another Freddy movie, I definitely recommend that movie. Like it's actually pretty good and it's really cool. Um, or but like other than that, like every movie, it's like it's the same formula. It's like bad guy appears for some reason, kills people, and then the hero defeats him in some way, but he's not dead. You're never gonna get away from that either with slashers, right? Right. It's just the genre, the nature of the genre. Right. Or, or sub genre. That's kind of one of the reasons why I was really happy with this movie is like it was unique to the point where they retconned everything and it was like, well, how is that gonna work? I'm I'm interested now. And I watched it and I was like, All right, I'm okay with that now. Um, but John, going back, because now that we've done our rankings, uh going back to the whole like a movie where they do like the reason why Myers is Myers the way he is, watch the Rob Zombie uh, movies, and you'll understand why they should never do that. Well, it, uh, the thing is, I don't think John was saying, like, we discuss that. What we do is we follow a psychiatrist trying to figure right. that out, and he never but, finds any answer. But, like, right. when, well, I you... guess it's it's not even so much like I need an explanation, or but it's like, they're holding up Michael Myers as like such this like important thing where, yeah. you know, if it was just kind of this like unknown, like they're kind of like stuck in between, I guess. Yeah. Like they're trying not to explain him at all, but like right. he has like a lot of importance and it, there's a lot of obsession. Like people are making it as vague as possible kind of thing. And, and I'm okay with that. And honestly, my biggest problem with Rob Zombie's Halloween is the first half of the movie is giving him a backstory and it ruins the character. Yeah. Like, no, it, I, I, I can see that. I mean, I think, I think it works well in the first one that like, he's just, yeah, you know, less is more. I, I definitely feel like Michael Myers is the kind of character who doesn't need explanation. Like I like the fact that he's just nothing. Like, right. the fact that they don't even reference him in the credits. Like, he's not a character in the credits. Like, he's like he's the boogeyman. And the boogeyman doesn't need an explanation. And I think that's what... Because the boogeyman so- is different for everybody. Right. So, I, I, that, oh. I'm very happy, and I cannot wait for Halloween Kills. And if movie theaters are open October 15th of 2021, 
I would definitely oh, be. Don't say that. What are the What are the chances going to get pushed back? <laughs> uh, come on, we're, we're not doing that one. All right. Um, <laughs> oh, could I give you my rankings? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is best to worst ascending order. Right. Um, obviously, Halloween, nineteen seventy-eight. Yep. Then all the other ones. Who cares? <laughs> Mine is just in giant letters. Season of the Witch. Oh God! Screw you, Sam. You mean Invasion of the Body Snatchers too? Oh my God! That movie is so bad. I've never seen it, but I've heard that. So it's, it's essentially it's Invasion of the life. Body Snatchers. It's, yeah, it, but with masks and bugs. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it's, it's like, just uh, Invasion it's, of Body Snatchers plus that. Um, oh, what the hell is that movie where they're like aliens, but you have to wear glasses, sunglasses? They live. <laughs> oh, they live. Yeah, they live. <laughs> That's great. Another great Carpenter movie. Yeah. Yeah. I hate that movie so freaking bad. That kind of reminds me of something that's always ticked me off about this movie is like, or this movie series. It's like, make up your mind. Is he just a crazy guy or is he supernatural? Yeah. Like, stop trying to have it both. Right. Well, that's, I feel like if, if this, the, the sequel, the 2018 version brought it back over and more towards like he's a yeah. man but there's yeah. still enough of the other element where it's like okay what like it's not super clear whereas i think the first movie is there's almost no supernatural sort of element i mean yeah, like the, the only thing is at the end when he's his body moves after getting right. like shot five times right or you're just like wait a minute <laughs> well then you just think well he's got oh i can't say that anymore but you know that kind of strength <laughs> Oh, I was gonna say he's actually Wolverine. Right. <laughs> That'd be a twist. Right. It's Hugh Jackman under the mask. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. Anyway. And uh last but not least, the last the, the cherry on top of all of this. An amazing theme song. And used correctly. Under yes. uh, unlike tubular yeah. bells. With a, right? Yeah, because it's actually used. <laughs> it's used like whenever like Myers is on screen, you usually hear it unless yeah. it's like those heavy breathing scenes, which is creepy alone. Yeah, like, the fact is... that that's the only sound Myers makes is the like heavy breathing. Yeah. Which did you guys stick around to the end of Halloween 2018? No. The the post credit breathing. Oh, they just breathe at the end. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like I was like. I was like, oh, there's a post-credit scene because I, I Googled it. And I was like, skipping, skip, skip, skip. And I was like, and then I heard the breathing. I was like, all right, and the movie's over. What the hell? Well, they just show It's like the alive. hammer thing in, uh, in uh, Endgame. No, it was worse. <laughs> yeah, just but... throw that at the end of like all movies. It's just that hammer. <laughs> ping, ping, ping. It's all connected. Whatever. The the Halloween theme song has been my cell phone ringtone for thirteen years. Yeah. No, it's a it's a great theme. It really is. Yep. And it creeps some people out. Oh yeah. Like just the sound of it. Yeah. I can't freaked out. I it's can't really have my phone on at work on the office because apparently the theme song freaks uh two people out and they ask me to turn it make sure i turn it off so that's crazy that it scares people like that like yeah. well you got the, like the high-pitched piano sound but then all of a sudden you get that like low and you no, know it doesn't go that straight. far i don't well, let it get that well, far. working oh, at right. the trail this year 
because I'm the only one working at it this year. Um, apparently, Myers has a good sound system this year, the Myers set. Um, the bass on this theme, my God, <laughs> it makes the, the booty start to work. Like, I've walked to it, and I'm like, <laughs> like, dancing to it. It's got a sick bass. Uh <laughs> Like what? Yeah, no, like I, I don't I'm, know what it is. Like I'm I just say, like, imagining a dumb up on the the speakers, but like it's pretty. It it's got a good beat to it. I'm just imagining a dubstep version of the uh, Halloween Sam, song. Sam, I'm it, assuming it exists. It probably exists. Like, I can't see it. why it wouldn't. Anyways, any final thoughts on Halloween or Halloween? No, glad we glad we did it. I am too. Uh, just like name your movie something else. If you're going to be a sequel, don't call it Halloween. It, it, it is a little confusing. Like yeah. if if you, if it's going to be a remake, okay, that I understand. But like, just if it's a sequel, name it something else. Like you know who else? Uh, I I feel like needs to hear that too. Uh, the Predator franchise. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like the pre, it's like Predator, Predator Two predators the predator like just come up with something unique guys anyways yeah there are three halloween movies <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah name it something else and two halloween twos yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah that doesn't get confusing anyways on that note you can find all of our podcasts on podbean stitcher itunes uh amazon yeah, uh, and Google. Um, you can find us at Facebook, facebook.com slash Knights of Nerditude. Uh, if there's any movies you want us to review, let us know. Leave us a comment. Leave us a review. You know, we're, we, we love reading them. Um, until next time. Bye. Later or not.